What is up, everybody? This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance, where in the next 15 minutes, I'm going to get you excited about investing. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. Happy Wednesday to all of you guys out there. We've got some good news in the investment world. Uh, before we do that, though, you know what time it is. It is term of the day, uh, but I'm actually not going to give you a term or a quote today. You guys are going to get a Warren Buffett visual. And as you guys know, I'm a big fan of Warren Buffett. Uh, very brash, very blunt with his investment philosophy. The most successful investor pretty much ever. Uh, doesn't really have a philosophy, which I like. I mean, he has a philosophy with grading companies, but not necessarily an investment philosophy. Um, so let me give you guys a visual here that he uses when speaking to young or new investors. He, he says this. He says, if you have a punch card, just like a five by three note card, okay? And there were 20 punches on there, 20 holes that you could clip out. And each of those 20, those were investment choices. You only had 20 investment choices for your whole life. Warren Buffett says that you would become extremely wealthy. And the reason is, is because you'd think really, really hard about each one of those investments. And it's just so true. A majority of those investments would probably be safer bets and long-term bets. And I, one of my favorite things to, to tell clients, especially new clients, high net worth clients, so for example, physicians, um, when, they're, when I speak with them and they're like, well, why would I, why would I need you? Like, why do I need you? mainly because physicians are A-type people and they've worked so hard that they have this uh, persona. And granted, it's, it's, it's worthy to be there, uh, but they have this persona that they, they know all, that they're the smartest in the room. So uh, one of the things I like to do when they ask me, well, what do you need me for? I say, look, uh, to be honest, you don't need me. I go, someone like me, I'm wanted, I'm not needed. And the, the real truth is, guys, you, you can do this yourself. And I t I've been telling you guys this for years, or for, I guess I haven't been doing this for years, for months now, <laughs> for months on this podcast, but clients for years that just use the punch card. If you guys don't want to hire someone like me, use the punch card. But the truth is, and this is where usually I get the doctors to go, oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. So the high net worth individuals is to say, look, you're going to make a lot of decisions with your money. Part of my job is to keep you from making bad decisions. The less bad decisions you make, the more money you keep, the more money you invest, etc. So usually with high net worth individuals who want to manage their own money, but they're like, ah, I, maybe I should hire someone and they're sort of looking around. That's my answer to them. Look, I provide you something that you can't really get anywhere else. It's one, I do this for thousands of people or thousands in my tenure, uh, hundreds now just because of my clientele, uh, but you only do it for you. You've got experience with one person. I've got experience with thousands. And that's sort of the, I guess you could say, the tenure approach. Like, is he, is he a veteran in the game? Is he not a veteran? So that's what I use. And I think the 20 punch card visual is really, really important. Because, guys, you can do this yourself. But if you want a professional, if you want someone who does this, literally they wake up to do this, then you need to hire a fiduciary, an RIA, um, you need to, you need to do your due diligence on an advisor. The, literally, I would say besides your spouse, the next most important person in your life should probably be your financial advisor. And you don't got to talk to him every day, but you need to be able to trust him. Either that or do the note card, uh, Warren Buffett trick. But truth is 
most people don't just do 20 investments. They like to do 20,000 because everybody's got a new idea. Everybody's got a new thought. Okay, that is it, guys. So do your due diligence. Otherwise, do the Warren Buffett uh, note card strategy. Okay, what is happening in the news today? Let's see. After the S&P posted its fifth straight winning session, U.S. stocks are wavering ahead of another big day of corporate earnings. Tesla, IBM, Verizon, and Anthem are among those expected to report quarterly results today. Stocks in Europe were muted, while stocks in Asia were mostly higher. Later today, the Federal Reserve will release its Beige Book survey of current economic conditions across the central bank's 12 districts. Wow, 12 districts. That sounds like uh, Hunger Games, doesn't it? Um, also this morning, the U.S. will release its latest budget deficit data, which is expected to have narrowed to $60 billion in September from $171 billion in August. Yields on the 10-year Treasury note were above 1.63%. Oil prices moved lower on reports that the Chinese government might intervene to stop a surge in coal prices. U.S. light sweet crude oil is above $82 a barrel. And Bitcoin continues to head towards a new record in the wake of a successful debut of the first Bitcoin Bitcoin futures ETF. The ProShares Bitcoin strategy ETF shot up 4.8% in its first day of trading. That helped the price of Bitcoin rise towards its all-time high of $64,899 setback on April 14th. Uh, okay. So let's just touch on that real quick. Right. So first off, good news everywhere. Excited about that. I love, I love, love, love that the budget deficit is different. It's almost, what is it? It's more than a hundred million dollars less than when it was in August. That's great. I love that. Uh, Tesla's going to have its earnings. You guys, if you looked at Tesla's deliveries and car manufacturing, you would wonder why the stock is at $850 or whatever it's at. Like, how is it that high? They don't make a lot of cars. <laughs> And it blows my mind. It's got to just be Elon. It's just got to be the faith that people have in him, which I, I have that too. So there's no hate there. But that stock is extremely overvalued. Tesla just doesn't make any cars compared to other car manufacturers. Like just look at the just go look at their at their numbers. Just type in Tesla cars uh, sold in October, cars sold in August, September, whatever it is you want, and you'll see they just don't make a lot of cars. Uh, which is I don't get how they're doing so well when they don't sell what they make. That to me is just confusing. I'm sure there's more behind it, but that price on the stock is extremely future oriented, meaning they're seeing the sentiment with, with uh, Elon and they're just pounding money in it because they believe in him. Uh, the Bitcoin news. So, okay. I don't like this Bitcoin futures ETF. So in the previous episodes, we were talking about how I would suggest Growth-oriented people have at least 1% of their portfolio in um, digital assets. Now, that's not everybody, and it's not advice. It's just that's something that I would seriously consider when I hear someone say, hey, I've got extra money, I want to invest, and uh, I want to be growth-oriented. Digital assets make sense to me in that situation. Uh, but this ETF is how I would normally invest people's money. So it would be through the stock market, right, through a broker-dealer, um, or a custodian, and it would be what's known as a derivative of Bitcoin. So a derivative, without getting too into it, is just like, a, it's almost like instead of playing chess, you're looking at someone play chess, right? So you're there, you're involved in the chess game, but you're not actively moving the pieces. That's what derivatives really are. So they're an, an asset that has to do with an underlying asset. So that's what this futures ETF is. And I recommend that for almost anybody investing because owning the direct asset is a little, I'm still not so sure on it yet. Uh, especially because trading fees on all of these, uh, <laughs> these exchanges, Coinbase, MetaMask, 
they are excessive. I mean, we're talking almost the amount of money that it costs to pay for the underlying asset. Uh, they're called gas prices. I think Coinbase is a little bit better, but they're st- they still have like one and a half, two percent fees, which is ridiculous. If you trade these futures ETFs, this derivative sort of investment in cryptocurrencies and digital assets, there is no trading fee. So that's kind of one of the reasons why I like it. But uh, ISWH, uh, GBTC, Riot, all of these mining companies, they're involved in the crypto, but they don't physically actually, they're not actually the crypto. So that's why it's a derivative. That makes sense. I'm kind of going on a rant here because derivatives are confusing, but that's what I want you to think of. It's something to do with the underlying asset, but not actually the underlying asset. And so in this case, this ETF, it's the futures, which just means sentiment. So if you go on CNBC and you uh, type it or you type in CNBC futures, you'll get a page with the futures for the next day. Because if a lot of people don't know, there's an after hours trading market. So you can trade after hours. I don't recommend it, uh, but you can. So there's this futures market that'll show you what they think the stock market's going to do. But it's just like the weather. They're, they're wrong a lot. <laughs> but a futures ETF is basically taking into consideration um, Bitcoin sentiment. So they're not actually tracking so much the underlying asset as what people think. So that for me, I, I don't really necessarily like futures ETFs. It's just too speculative. Um, I hope that they come up with an ETF soon that actually owns Bitcoin. So like GBTC, uh, I think that's Grayscale. Uh, they own actual assets. And so you can invest in them. I, I've, ha- I've had clients invest earlier this year in them and they've tripled their money. So I'm not saying that you're going to triple your money now. I'm just, there is value in owning that type of ETF where you actually, the, the ETF that you're buying actually owns the asset or the company that you're buying actually owns the asset that they're mining. So I think that's valuable. With this ETF, I'm not a fan of it. I don't like futures uh, so much. I don't think I've ever actually even invested in a future or futures contracts. That's, that's probably something I'll never do. Um, unless there's, I guess, unless there's some big new information that comes out that piques my interest, but okay. That is enough on that. I thought that was important for you guys to know the difference between a futures ETF and actual, actual basket of securities ETF. Okay. So some of the headlines today, Facebook is planning to rebrand the company with a new corporate name. That's interesting. The change could come as soon as next week as CEO Elon Musk, or CEO Mark Zuckerberg reportedly wants the company to be better known for building the metaverse digital future. That sounds like Spider-Man into the multiverse. <laughs> Is that's what first thing that comes to mind? I mean, whatever, Mark. Good luck out there doing that. Good for you. Uh, Facebook is still a growth company. Uh, shares of Alibaba surged after founder Jack Ma traveled to Europe amid news that Chinese internet giants plan to release a new chip to boost its cloud computer uh, business. Ma has been largely out of public view since 2020 when he made comments appearing to criticize Chinese regulators. Shares of Alibaba are up 2.14% in pre-market trading. That's a big deal because we talk about chips. You know, I'm, I'm a big chip guy. Uh, chips go in your phone. Chip go in your car. Chips go pretty much everywhere now, and there's a chip shortage. So they're trying to come out with a new chip. That's an interesting uh, idea. I don't know how they're going to do it if the materials, the commodities to make chips are absent right now. They're, <laughs> they're hard to get, but we'll see. That's uh, good for them. I'm a big fan of Alibaba. I wish I would have put money in six years ago. Uh, Tesla is expected to report a rise in third quarter revenue after posting another record number of vehicles delivered, uh, vehicle deliveries that beat forecasts. 
The electric car maker has weathered the chip crisis better than rivals, with its overall delivery surging 20% in the third quarter from its previous record in the second quarter. You guys, like we talked about just a couple minutes ago, I have no idea how they make so much money. They don't sell a lot of cars. Uh, but I like Elon Musk, and I think that's what most people feel when they invest in Tesla. Um, guys, that's pretty much it for today. That is the most exciting stuff. I mean, I guess I could talk to you guys about how Netflix subscriber growth slows. Uh, it's slowed in the U.S. I think everybody's gotten their fill of Squid Games and then canceled their membership. Uh, but oh, Squid Games is worth $900 million, apparently. Don't quote me on that. That was a Facebook post I saw. I could totally be, I could totally be uh, giving you false information there. But I just thought that was an interesting number. Uh, guys, that is it. All right. Look, there's a lot going on in the news. There's a lot of positive stuff. I hope you guys take this. I hope you're investing. I know we're at all-time highs. Um, the economic sentiment is not very good around the country right now, but that's okay. It's better to start now than it is to start later. There will never be a good time or a, the best time to start. All right, you need to start now. You need to be working hard. I promise you, 55, 65-year-old you will be thankful, and so will your great-grandkids. Uh, okay, enough, 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 James. Enough attacking the heartstrings here. Uh, guys, I will see you later. All right. As always, invest early, invest often. Let's talk soon. Bye.